0: to the Politics Edition of the Revolution Sports Podcast. This is your host, Tyler Wood. Thank you for joining us today on this Wednesday morning. Just got some stuff we want to go over today, just like we normally do, break down some of the top headlines from politics over the last couple of days. It's been a A little bit since we've talked politics. We released the last political episode. That was Friday, so it's been a couple of days. Had some very important things that have happened. Just going to hit the major points. Uh, Smaller stuff we'll hit later on in the week as long as nothing big comes up. Uh, So we will have a politics episode obviously today and then looking at having another one Friday. But tomorrow we'll have our sports episodes. That'll come out tomorrow at 8 And just like every day, we have our episodes come out at 8 o'clock in the morning. That way, it's available for you all day from there on out. That way, you can wake up, put it on, be able to listen to it throughout your day. And just makes it easy and accessible, and you don't have to wait for a certain release time. It's just there when you get up in the morning. You can turn it on when you go to work, all that type of easy stuff. So, with that said, though, just got a couple of things we want to go over. Um, But just the two biggest things we're really going to hit, we've seen that happen just really over the weekend, and now it's being Wednesday, so it, we were supposed to have this yesterday, but once again, scheduling has been very difficult. So here we are, Wednesday, doing this. And so this, most of this stuff took place Friday and Saturday that we saw. So I know it's a couple of days already passed, but it's a very important stuff to talk about. So with that said, though, looking at this, we're talking about. The infrastructure bill that was signed, the House passed the $1.2 trillion bipartisan infrastructure bill, and then the other one, the big headline that we're going to talk about, is Biden's vaccine mandate was stopped by a federal appeals court, so that was some good news, especially for the conservative side of things, and and really tampering down on political overreach on federal overreach so that was definitely a big win in that so we'll get into that further further on in this episode but with that said diving into the infrastructure bill now i don't necessarily have a problem with the bill in and of itself what's inside of it there's some stuff obviously that could be changed but this is definitely a bill that was agreed on by both sides there's a little bit of of both some of the stuff that both sides wanted. So it's definitely bipartisan in that aspect. But the biggest problem I have with this is two things, for and why, I personally, I don't think this bill should have been passed, even though it's got, like I said, some helpful things, some not helpful things. It's definitely, like I said, bipartisan right down the middle. This is probably one of the most bipartisan bills I've seen in a while. Um, but with that said, here's two reasons why. One is right now, the the we've seen just over time we're seeing inflation rise to some of the highest levels that we've seen in just a really long time. Just today, just yesterday, we saw a statistic come out that U.S. producer price inflation jumped to 8.6% year over year in October. So just a year out, we're up 8.6%. That's matching the largest increase on record ever. So we're going to turn around and add $1.2 trillion to, this, to the fact. And now while that's not the whole thing that's going to go down, it's like going to be added on to the deficit, the whole bit of it. But we're looking at close to $300 billion going to be added on to it so already you're factoring in more money that's got to be spent that we don't even have so adding even more on to our deficit and then so that's the first part of it continuing to add to more problems that we already have something that while it needs to be figured out later on down the road this could have been this could have been shortened some stuff could have been taken out that didn't wasn't necessarily needed to help make this just straight up infrastructure what we need but obviously that was not the case. So that's one of the reasons. The second reason is, this is the thing that gets me, and this is why conservatives, Republicans, have a hard time winning important, I guess you say, just important pieces of legislation like this, important battles that they need to win. And it comes down to, when if this had been the flip side, and right now the Republicans wanted to ram through a a spending bill like Biden wants to do with his Build Back Better Act, we know for a fact because this is basically giving the Democrats momentum to be able to push this Build Back Better bill that Biden wants to pass. If this had been on the flip side and the Republicans were wanting to push this bill, the Democrats would have said no to infrastructure because we're not going to give you any momentum of being able to launch that bill. So, But what happened? We had 13 Republicans in the House switch sides and help vote this bill into But just into law once Biden signs it. So if those 13 vote with the Republicans vote, no, the rest of them, this bill doesn't pass. We don't add on any more to inflation. Republicans stand together and say we're not going to help you out when you're sitting here screwing over the American people by throwing mandates at them, continuing to increase prices because of your reckless spending. Just so many different aspects that the Republicans had a chance to push back against and say, we're not going to help you out, but they could not stick together. And these are what I would call rhinos. These are people that do not, are well, they, they're Republicans in name, but they're Democrats. And they'll just go along with any piece of legislation that, the majority agrees with. And we've seen this countless times. These are some of the same people that voted to impeach Trump. These are some of the same people that have voted along with other legislation that is not helpful whatsoever. And so it's no different. But what I'm saying is, though, at least when you're a, if you're a Democrat, they stick together, they would have voted together. If the Democrats said, no, we're not going to vote for this, they wouldn't have voted for this if it had been roles reversed. That's just simply how it, how it goes. That's why they have so much success. We've seen them continually when it comes to big situations like that yeah they're having some squabbles when it comes to this spending bill but that's just normal especially when it comes to a party that is so different on both sides but it's not something that just has to be done or something that has to be stopped if it'd be something that absolutely had to be done they'd be all forefront together and that's how it goes but this is something that needed to be stopped had to be stopped and you continually constantly see republicans switch sides on this type of stuff and continually screw over the american people and just really not help themselves because we saw in the Virginia elections last week that people were tired of the reckless spending, that people were tired of the stuff that the Democrats wanted to push, the mandates and all that type of stuff, and then these Republicans turn around just a week later and vote to... Basically say, okay, we well, didn't care what y'all had to say about it. We're still going to vote with them, even though this was basically a pushback against that philosophy. And so they voted with it, help them out, give them momentum to be able to pass this Build Back Better Act that Biden wants to wants to push. Basically, the a version of the Green New Deal, a lot of other reckless spending that doesn't need to be be in there expanding of social programs just continuing to add more inflation to it they keep you know they keep saying though that 3.5 trillion which was what the original price tag was going to be equals 0 and this is completely paid for but they've already shown that this is going to add plenty plenty of money to our deficit over time just from uh, from statistics we've all seen if you can go if you go search for them you can find them but I don't have them right in front of me but we've seen them countless times where they continue to say this is this isn't going to hurt us, this isn't going to hurt us, but we continue to see prices continue to stay up. We see gas prices at the highest they've ever been. They continue to make bad decision after bad decision, and here we have just Republicans that turn around and are willing to help them out. So, so the thing is though. This this is what's crazy. They continue, the Democrats continue to push more and more stuff. We see them continue not backing down when it comes to their legislation. But you would think in some way in their mind that it would click that people do not want this when they see that they get blown out in an election last week and in Democrat stronghold areas. And then this week we see the lowest approval rating for Biden we've seen yet. A USA Today poll shows that Biden's approval rating is at a dismal 38% along with vice president harris's uh approval rating sitting at 28 they do not they're not liked they're not liked by democrat a uh, uh, good bit of democrats they're not liked by independents Independ- independents have swung drastically to the other side to the conservatives and we've seen obviously all republicans absolutely oppose the biden administration and what they're what they're all about so this is just continues to show that people do not want this, do not want what they continue to push out, but they'll continue to move forward and stick together like they have and continue to push out terrible legislation, continue to help basically raise prices for Americans. Because, I mean, something else we're seeing now. We're seeing just this past week, this is past weekend, that the Biden administration is now talking about shutting down a oil pipeline in Michigan after they already shut down one earlier on. They're going to shut down another one in Michigan. And continuing to add to the factor that we're no longer energy independent and will be even more dependent on OPEC and other oil providers like Russia, just all these other places. And it's hilarious because you see the Biden administration get up here and beg OPEC to increase oil production and give us more so we can be able to lower our prices. But... They blame it completely on OPEC. Like we're we're dependent on them. We don't have to be dependent on them. Everything that is happening is self-inflicted. If they don't spend on if they don't spend on infrastructure, they don't spend on the build back better act. They don't push through stimulus earlier on during the year. We don't have inflation going on right now. If they don't shut down pipelines, they don't stop oil drilling. We obviously have lower gas prices. Everything can be reversed, but we're. I mean, we're seeing it with vaccine mandates too. If they don't have vaccine mandates that they're trying to push out. We see where we'd have more people at work. We wouldn't have people quitting and going and find other jobs. We wouldn't have firefighters and police, police uh, departments having multiple people quit their job over this because they don't want to be forced to take something that they don't approve of and that, that there's no long-term study for. But just literally everything that they continue to do could be reversed and it could help benefit the country, but they'll continue to go in the wrong direction even though they're continuing to see their polls drop and it just has everything to do if they know they can get certain stuff through if they can continue to try to ram through stuff they'll be able to get the power that they want and i think that's probably partially why they're struggling so bad though i think they really put all their chips in on the fact that they were going to have that that advantage in the senate when they got it when it was 50 50 but they would get the majority with the vice president being the, the deciding vote with 51 and i've think they kind of put all their chips on that because i think they figured they'd be able to get rid of the filibuster and they'd be ready to just ram through whatever legislation they want this voting acts that they want to put through where they federalize elections and just so many other different packages that they wanted to put forward and i think they really put all their chips in that basket thinking that they'd be able to do that but obviously we've seen moderates that have stood against that and That's that's great that there are still moderates out there in the Democratic Party that are willing to stand against their own party, because if not, we would already be in that situation. But thankfully, we are not. But I think that's what they put all their chips in one basket for. And I think they're they're kind of struggling now because I don't know if they necessarily have any long term plan when it came to if they weren't going to get whatever they wanted. So now they're absolutely floundering and they have no choice but to double down on the on the situation. But and we're seeing that in so many different ways. And this is this is the part that I kinda wanna get into with the the Biden's vaccine mandate through that he was gonna push through with OSHA and that they're still gonna continue to push through with OSHA. But just this past week we saw a federal appeals court, the Fifth Circuit, shoot down the the whole well, not really shoot down, I guess you'd say. They put a pause on it so that it can have review because they felt that there was great constitutional uh I guess you'd say constitutional... um, What's the right word? Constitutional problems, I guess you'd say, that there wasn't, that didn't really line up. And we had all these different states that sued them over over it, got there to the appeals court, put a pause on it, they're going to hear emergency emergency cases when it comes to it, be able to listen to uh, further hearings on it before they make a final decision. Obviously, we're all suspecting that this is going to get up to the Supreme Court for a final decision, and... Biden keeps trying to use stuff like 1905 Supreme Court case when it had something to do with smallpox and now some other democrats are trying to, trying to use where the Supreme Court wouldn't even take up cases for places like I guess you say Maine, New York, stuff like that. But all those have to come down to, come down to one thing that everyone continues to miss is the fact that those boil down to states. We've seen that the states do have do have the rights for public health, for public safety, that ultimately falls into their branch of gu- uh, their well falls into their guidelines that are given to them by the Constitution. Now, do I agree that a state should be able to just straight up mandate a vaccine for you at your workplace or mandate just for the general population? No, I don't agree. That's right because that still leaves one body with too much power when it comes to that. The good news is though, when it comes down to the states, there's going to be plenty, plenty of states, probably roughly in the thirties worth of states so over probably 60 percent of the united of the united states is not going to mandate by state vaccines so with that though you still have the choice to be able to move to plenty of other places when it comes to that and that is what federalism is we have the ability to push back against the federal government we have places that can continue to live free and make their own state laws and what goes on that's the whole point of this but here we see that the biden and the federal government are trying to federalize this type of stuff and trying to make it a a one government body, basically, by overruling all of these states. Because even in the OSHA guidelines, they say this takes precedent over all state laws, all over, all of the, of the governor's executive orders, anything like that. It was just basically, we're the, one, we're the ones that had the final say on it. You listen to us. You don't abide by us. All right, here you go. Here's your $14,000 fine. Per violation, we'll fine you up to 130000 the rest of the way if you don't you don't abide by what we have to say so now in this build back better act we've seen now they have where it's even more they're willing to fine you up to up to seventy thousand dollars for the first violation and then you can be fined close to upwards of seven hundred thousand dollars for multiple violations or continued violations i guess you'd say and there's just no There's just no pullback on it. And and like I said, I think now they have to double down on it. If not, they look stupid and people will really just call them out on what what it is. Because they still do have a majority. I, I wouldn't say a majority. They still have a good bit of people when it comes to just believing whatever lies they push out. So whatever they throw out there, some people are listening to CNN. They're listening to MSNBC. They're listening to ABC. They're listening to these mainstream media places that continue to push false lies to them. And these people are just eating up and absolutely believing them. And this is the part that gets even crazier to me, and that we've seen them do this before. So back a couple of months ago, we saw where the C D C wanted to put out put or move forward with the eviction moratorium and they were gonna continue to put a pause where people could live in the houses without paying rent if they were living in one that required that. So We saw that a couple of months back. The Supreme Court got the case, said that they would allow it to expire, but once it expired, they wouldn't allow it to go into place anymore because that was obviously a violation of certain people's rights, the homeowner's rights, who they should be getting paid because they do own the property. But we saw the Biden administration say that this is something that needs to be handled because these people need help. They went ahead and did another one, eviction moratorium, and the Supreme Court struck it down but the biden administration said the whole reason they did this in the first place is because they needed to buy time so they didn't even care that it was against the law they just continued on with it anyways and it's a similar situation we're seeing here we're seeing a pause being put on this vaccine mandate through osha but they turn around and tell the companies and they say in their press conference and their white house press briefing and they're saying continue to move forward with this continue to get, get your plate your your people vaccinated they keep just pushing this stuff and keep pushing this stuff they don't care about the rule of law they don't care what the process is they're going to try to do whatever they can to get what they want and it's just hilarious because over the last four years before this we saw where they said oh donald trump he's the fascist he's the dictator he wants to do this he's gonna make you do this you have no freedom you're losing your freedoms and then they turn around now it's they are literally become what they said donald trump was and you still got people that still want to believe that Trump was the fascist, that Trump was the problem. You had every bit of your freedoms over the last four years more than you, we've probably had in a long time. We're over here just within the first ten months of an administration, literally fighting for our rights already right off the bat. And thankfully, we're getting some we're getting some wins when it comes down to this this court being able to help us out. Now we got to get to the point where I guess the Supreme Court this is finally shut down for good, and obviously I still feel like it'll it'll get to that point, and I feel like it still will be shut down. I know some people are still worried about Kavanaugh and Amy Coney Barrett just because they faulted on some stuff that was that looked very obvious for conservatives to be able to win the court cases on, but for this I, I just don't see how they don't shoot it down, and the reason why I say that is because if they allow OSHA to be able to say under the guise of, of public, a public health emergency that we have to put this in place to be able to protect our workers and the people that fall under these guidelines, they could force you to do anything. I mean, just literally anything whatsoever. They say, I mean, eventually you get to the point, I know this isn't here yet. We Well, to that back, we actually saw a congressman at one point introduce this bill from Pennsylvania that was saying that they should only allow three kids per Per family now in the United States, that was absolutely insanity that we saw that in the first place. But over in China, we know that they have a certain amount of kids that a person can have in that country. So let's just say one day we we get we go even further left than what we already have and we have that so that type of law that's able would get in there. Well from there we have OSHA pushed through because of public health because if we have too many people we have overpopulation that we're going to make sure that every single person that falls under our guidelines has to has to go and get themselves basically fixed where they can no longer have any more kids. That's the type of stuff that they could do. I know that's an exaggeration of a point, but I'm just trying to get you to understand at that point they could force you to do anything. If they can force you to put something in your body that you disagree with you basically have no rights whatsoever at that point you've lost everything that this country stands for so it is nice to see that this has definitely hit the this appeals court they've obviously put a pause on it for now this is still technically not even supposed to go into effect until january the fourth so this is still a good ways off i think I'm hoping we have a decision by then. I don't know if we will. There's got to be a lot of stuff that's going to play out. This is obviously expected to hit some other courts before it even gets up to the Supreme Court, but hopefully it'll get there pretty fast, and hopefully they will make the right decision because if not... I think things are going to get pretty, pretty ugly if it doesn't. And the reason I say this is you're going to see a lot of states that still are not going to listen by this and follow by that because this is just, it's bluntly obvious. It just doesn't fall under their constitutional rights as the federal government to be able to put something like this in play. And, We're already seeing places like Florida, like I've already told y'all before, places like Florida with Ron DeSantis and Texas with Greg Abbott, they're not going to play around when it comes to this type of stuff. We've already seen there's a special session coming up in Florida where they are ready to pull out of OSHA altogether and form their own health and safety protocols for Florida, an organization there to be able to overwatch that type of stuff. Now... Some states already do this, but this uh, f- this OSHA guidelines went into effect for those same places that don't even have it. Like, th- that's the whole point. Like, they're just basically overruling every state's right whenever it comes down to it. So, obviously, the federal government will still try to say, oh, this still goes for Florida even though they're pulling out of it. Or they will try to attack, uh, not, not physically attack, but they will try to legally attack Florida over the fact of them pulling out of this because they want them to abide by it. So... Florida, I feel like they will pull out of this, and I think other states will follow that precedent. So at that point, you've got a government and a Supreme Court that's saying that it could go through. You have, I mean, basically, even though it may not be physical at that point, an actual war, hand-to-hand combat, any of that type of stuff, you're already going to have basically a national cold civil war type deal so that that stuff that could help play i mean obviously could play out if that goes any further that's why we're hoping for the supreme court to be able to shoot this down under the rights of americans and i I ultimately think we'll get to that point and i hope and hope and pray we do but with that said, though, those are the two headlines we really just wanted to go over Go over today. We'll obviously have more for you this Friday. Ho- hopefully have a little bit of a longer episode, go over some more stuff. But definitely wanted to get something out today. But I appreciate you joining us today. Tomorrow we will have our sports episode out, so be looking for that at 8 o'clock. Got some different stuff we're going to go over, have a reaction to the college football playoff rankings that came out. Go over some NBA news that's been going on. And then uh, also Friday politics episode of eight. And then Saturday, College Football Preview and Prediction Show. So be looking for all that. We'll have plenty of it out. But with that said, though, thank you for joining us today, and we will see you in the next one.